Welcome to the Wanda Learn Show. I'm your host, Francis Tapon. In this episode, I have once again back Brad Graff and Sam Sliman. They are two of my business school classmates. I talked to them about a year ago when we they were thinking about doing the Drakensberg Traverse. They did it. And last week's episode, you heard their adventure or misadventure, should I say, five wet days on the Drakensberg Traverse in South Africa. This episode, I talk about the aftermath. In other words, are they going to do the rest of the Drakensberg Traverse? And if not, what other trails are they thinking about? So we dive into that whole topic. And if you want to jump right to around the seven minute mark, we talk about some of the alternatives that they should consider. They like these mountain man adventures. They do it annually and they like to pick someplace new and cool. It's pretty fun what they're doing. And I think it's perfect for people who have got a busy life and don't have kind of the amount of time that I have to go hike all over the place. Enjoy this episode. So you haven't completed the entire traverse. Now no. you now that you've kind of sobered up and it's you the agony has gone uh, and you're dried out, you're thawed out. Is it possible you might go up again? I know Brad, you talked about your 40 different hex uh, treks that you want to do. Um, so I know there's a lot of other treks that you're considering on your spreadsheet. So uh, w- what's the story, Sam? So the the tradition of um, the mountain man backpacking trips is is really about variety and we, we try to do a lot of different things we've visited how many uh continents now four five continents? five i think this made it five yeah and and so i think we're unlikely to go do it again just because there's to do but if i did do it again and i wouldn't rule out taking uh, for example my wife to go do parts of it uh that would probably be you know, if I did it again, it would be with her. Um, and it would be a, it wouldn't be backpacking. It would be more like day trips. Yeah, I understand. By the way, the, we talked about this, but the Morocco high Atlas mountains, if you want to return to the African continent is an an amazing trek. And you can, again, set whatever distance you want to do. But if you go there, it's just phenomenal. Uh, there, you definitely want to come after March it's in the northern hemisphere, and then you know after March the snow starts to dry out. I did it in March, and it was rough. Uh, April too, so May is good and good time to go if you ever go that. Um, any advice you would give to people, uh, Brad? Graf, tell us your advice. Uh, well, I think the whole weather thing. Um, you know, plan for a variety, bring some extra stuff with you, and then check the weather forecast before you take off. Um, on the whole rain thing, um, I think one of the things that I, like you know, Sam said, we, you know, this is, we're not strangers to hiking in the rain, but having done, you know, gone through this, I might've brought some extra, um, like, um, uh, trash bags and I would have done a better job of separating the wet stuff, um, at night or, or you know, so yeah, you really keep the wet stuff wet and keep the dry stuff dry. The sleeping bag was okay, you know, thank God, because you know um, that that would have been the the bad one. But just the rest of the stuff just all didn't stay as dry as it, it needed to. And um, and the other thing I think we would have done is or should have done is look more at some backup options. I know they they have all these caves there, and we didn't go in any of the caves. We knew of them. We're like, ah. Eh, we're going to be fine. We have all of our gear. We're, you know, t- 
tent sites, blah, blah, blah. But had we known more about the the caves, there was nobody out there. I doubt anybody was in these things. But we just didn't know how hard were they to find, how big were they, um, you know, that kind of stuff. And it would have been a nice backup option for, hey, you could always hang out dry in a, in a cave, in a tent. But we that really wasn't an option for us. Got it. Sam, tell us about what's on your short list for your next adventure. Well, <clears throat> it's got to be something exotic. The desert, maybe? <laughs> uh, maybe. <laughs> Haven't done that yet. Um, it's got to be exotic. It's got to be hard, but not too hard. And this very crucial distinction, can't tell you we've quantified it yet, but... Uh, there is something, you know, that's too hard. And we were right there on the border with <laughs> this, <laughs> especially with that last day. Uh, I, we almost broke some people on the last day. Uh, although the last mile, I think everybody was pretty much jogging into the hotel. Uh, they were so excited to be down, down off of the mountain. Hey, Brad, uh, uh, tell us about the other. You said you were with three other people, correct? So how did they fare? Right. I, I, it sounds like one of them fell and hurt themselves a little bit. Yeah, um, there was a little so, blood. Yeah, it was it was great. It was uh, we had we had uh, uh, Patrick, Jamie, and, and Gabriel, and um, uh, nobody had really any gear, so it was kind of fun the whole gear thing. Um, uh, Sam and I are very uh, we'll call us gear oriented people. <laughs> we 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 research stuff we uh you know if there's a latest model that saves a couple of ounces that's you know 10 percent better of course we're going to get one maybe two because you know you need um, a so, <laughs> and we have our spreadsheets with all of our stuff so i think the guys were a little um i don't know if i'd say scared but you know like um uh, intimidated intimidated by oh my god there's this three-page spreadsheet <laughs> with all these things and everything's weighed down to the ounce but i will say the, the the guys really stepped up um jamie sent us back his his thing and everything was down to the ounce in tenths of an ounce so i'm like all right nicely done <laughs> um, so you know I, I i think it was mostly fun for the guys they um they took some of our recommendations they went to rei um they you know but so we were we were pretty well geared up. I think they enjoyed it. Um, Sam and I had talked about um, on the trail, actually. We're like, hey, do we want to talk to the other three guys about Mountain Man 2024 um, and kind of brainstorm some stuff? And <laughs> we decided on day four, uh, <laughs> oh, come on this, because <laughs> just the idea of doing something else at this point, you know, we need to let them just process this trip first. Um, so we're, we we decided to hold off. In fact, uh, Sam and I have a call this week. We're going to uh, come up with our short list and for next year, which is going to be our 10th one. Oh, that's fantastic. So let me know what is that short list going to be like. And I'll put it in the show notes. Obviously, we can't do it now, but it'll be when I publish this episode. Uh, everybody else can see because they're curious because you have really scoped the world and you've got an amazing fucking list about all these great hikes. And so I, I, I'm very curious. What's your best guess right now? Just give us a sneak peek. What do you think? Oh, Brad? I, or Sam. No guesses. We, 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 well, we talked you, about, 
you talked about Atlas, right? Atlas Mountains. In yeah, the Atlas Morocco. Mountains, the High Atlas Mountains of Morocco. That would be a pretty epic trip. Uh, the reason I like it is that you have a chance to also run into these people who live in these villages without electricity or, you know, running water, and they're just right. way up there, and they that's where they live full time, and it's just. So you combine a little bit of kind of it's not it's you would call it civilization, but it's a very um, austere civilization, and they're there and safe. It's beautiful. It's it's so nice and and I think the, I think weather wise, I mean it's it's not going to be the torrential downpour that you guys fit. The other idea would be something like more conventional in the United States. Do either like the Arizona Trail or the Hayduck Trail. I think it's called the Hayduck Trail. Uh, those are in deserts. Um, they have they go for I think eight hundred miles, and so you can pick a section there. Right. And that's desert. I just think a desert would be good for you after all this wetness. <laughs> <laughs> Francis, so. have you done the um, the West Coast Trail in Vancouver? Um, no, I have not done the West Coast Trail, um, but I know about it. Uh, that also features ladders, just like this, right? Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. yeah. I tried to do it, but unfortunately, they uh, had uh, there there was no um, uh, options to do it because you have to reserve way ahead of time. Yeah, so, that's coming up in January. I think you've done this, Francis, but um, you've done part of the Julian Alps, right? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, and they're real. Those are epic tricks because they're. I did it without the safety gear, and you're supposed to buy the safety gear, and, and because literally you could fall to your death so easily. And I was, I guess, young and foolish, I suppose. But yeah, that is a really, really nice trail. The, the challenge, and it's also uh very little water there by the way that's the deceptive thing because you're you and i we're used to when you see mountains there's going to be creeks and streams and lakes and shit like that the julian alps is like swiss cheese and so all the water just like goes away and so oh. <laughs> yeah so you're sitting mm. there and it's like so you have to really plan your water intelligently it's not hard but you just got to think about it because instinctively we'll think oh plenty of water it's the mountains oh yeah right. but, okay. but but it's um but it's really beautiful um, but that's a place, if you do do that, Brad, make sure that you don't take a super heavy pack because the maneuvers you got to make on those ladders, I'll send you a video afterwards or I'll put it in the show notes too. The maneuvers you got to make, you're literally climbing ladders. And even if you have the safety gear to clip on, it's still, it's, if you had a heavy pack, it's going to be hard to pull off some of those maneuvers. Well, you know, they, I guess uh, sometime in the last five, six years, they did that Julian Alps uh, trail, like circumnavigates it. And that's like, a, it, it seems a little touristy. Like a lot of people do them as day hikes and sections and they yeah. do hotels. And then there's the whole interior. I'm assuming you did the interior. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And so, and it's, and something that's perfect for your style. If you want like five days or something like that, you can definitely do that. Another thing that just popped into my mind, I interviewed a guy a few, a couple of months ago in Georgia, the country of Georgia in the Caucasus, they have what's called a Transcaucasian trail, which goes through Azerbaijan, Armenia, and Georgia, those three Caucasus. And apparently it's interesting. It's, it's, it's might be worth checking out. And I think it could fit up in your alley too. I'll send you a link after the call. Uh, but that could also be a really interesting trail. And it's beautiful, especially Georgia. Georgia is just amazing. Um, and the nice thing about cool. those trails is that you can kind of dip into civilization and, you know, re recharge your batteries, stay in a, a real hotel or at least a hostel. And you don't have to camp out every single night. And so there's a little bit of mixed terrain there. So that's kind of cool. So it's just an idea. Hey, Francis, one other quick question. Um, just uh, have you done or do you know people that have done either the northern part of India in the Himalayas, there's some stuff there, or 
something in, in the Nepal side. I and mean, we're not going to do, I don't think we're going to do the hike to base camp. Um, and there's the whole Annapurna trek, but that's like two weeks. So normally we, we're, we're like five, six days. Do you know much about the Himalayas or have, you know? Yeah, I, I, I have not hiked in the Himalayas myself. I've never been there, um, but I did interview a guy named Robert Hahn and we talked about his trek across the Himalayas. Now he did a, a pretty epic one and I know it, it would be too long for your time budget. So, but there's, I think all shapes and sizes and, and everything, everybody have told me, they, they, this one person, this is the way I sum it up. This one guy told me after I went to the Himalayas, I stopped bringing a camera everywhere else I went because nothing compares beauty wise. It's just like, what's the fucking point of taking a photo after you've gone to the Himalayas? You know, it's just apparently, and I've, again, I haven't been there, so I don't know. But to me, that would be also pff, uh, another crazy trick um, that uh, you would not be disappointed. I don't think it really matters where you go in the Himalayas. It sounds like everywhere is just eye candy. Um, but I would look at also the, Khartoum, I pronounced that right or wrong. It's in Pakistan. The Khartoum Mountains near K2. You know, just walking along to K2. That's just got to be. It's called the Khartoum Highway or whatever it is. Anyway, that's, I don't know much about it, but huh. in case India is not the, the thing, but the, the Pakistan might be also adventurous just because, you know, you're going into a more Muslim country and that would be eye-opening for you. You guys like variety. That's your bread and butter. So to me, that would be on that list. And you can get the Muslimness also in Morocco too. So, but I think you need to go into a Muslim country and that will, I don't know if you, have you guys been to one yet to, as hiking? I, on one of these? Not hiking. Our trips? Okay. Not yeah. hiking. Okay. But yeah, yeah I think hiking wise, it'll be, it would be a, a great adventure because uh, Islamic hospitality is pretty high. And so I think that'll be interesting for you to just see that and see the culture. I think it'll be cool. And, and to get away from like the big cities of, you know, Muslim cities, it's a totally different experience if you're out in the wilderness. All right, guys, okay. thank you so much for everything. And uh, thanks for the update. And I definitely would love to check back on you once you guys uh, pick your next trek and we should just do this like an annual thing. <laughs> Sounds great. All right, guys. Thanks, Randy. And that ends this episode of the Wander Learn podcast, where we explore travel, technology, and transformation. If you'd like to see the show notes with links to what we've talked about, go to wanderlearn.com and click on this episode. If you'd like to connect with me, just remember F Tapon. That's my first initial and my last name. F Tapon is always my social media username. My website is ftapon.com. Do you want to leave me an anonymous voicemail? where you can make a comment or ask a question. Then go to speakpipe.com slash ftapon. Furthermore, if you'd like to get rewarded for supporting my projects, then go to patreon.com slash ftapon. That's where you can pick up some remarkable rewards for as little as $2 a month. Now, five quick favors. Number one, subscribe to the WanderLearn podcast. Two, download it. Three, share it. Four, review it. And five, sign up for my newsletter at wanderlearn.com. Our theme music was composed by Eric Stratman. This is Francis Tapon encouraging you to wander and learn.